0: All right, here comes the MLB Pro Rule 5 draft recap. I'm going to take a look at a couple teams that lost a lot of players and then maybe a little bit of commentary on some other teams. Um, I'll dip a toe on the Giants too since they took took 10 players. I know New York took quite a few as well. But let's start with the team that lost the most players in this draft, and that was the Baltimore Orioles. So Baltimore – had a full 40-man roster um, going into the Rule 5 draft and they lost nine players. So I wanted to go in and take a look through the lens of OSA to say, hey, were there any guys here that weren't worth protecting that they did protect? And of the guys they lost, are there other people that we should actually be sad that they lost? And I think the answer to that last question is most definitely yes. So for me, The biggest player that um the orioles lost was hideki hayashi so he looked to me like a no-brainer to protect over some of the other players on the 40-man roster he's um he's 24 he's overcooked at double a (laughs) he's one of a number of players who spent way too much time in bowie and he was ready for triple a i mean at least at some point last year um even (laughs) even still um he repeated that level and put up 4.5 war. So um, in addition to all of that gloriousness from Bowie at AA, he's also a captain and a leader. So I think that that was just a really big loss for the Orioles. Um, I perused their roster, like I said, to see if they were guys that I could um, see that maybe weren't as much of a future contributor to the orioles organization so i looked first at the offensive side Um, i mean you've got a 27 year old utility player in curtis jordan who's likely not going to make any contribution to the orioles next contention window Um, and the same thing with 30 year old second baseman michael antonio he's you know a one war player with absolutely nowhere to go and no upside so to me keeping hideki hayashi um, would have been a no-brainer over those two for sure And if you look at the pitching side, there's probably at least, I don't know, four guys that I could have seen either leaving exposed or DFAing to to make a roster spot for Hayashi or some of these other guys. Um, So one of the other picks that they lost in this was Clark Schmidt. Um, Again, a guy who spent more than than enough time in Bowie at this point. He's thrown 260 innings there. Scouts see him as being all the way maxed out with, you know, 60 stuff. Um, three above average pitches with a change up sinker and curve ball. And they see a little bit more development that could happen with the slider. But he was also more than ready for AAA last year via my, my eyeballs. Um, despite the move, you know, to keep him stagnant there at Bowie. He posted 118 Ks against 28 walks. With a 1.03 whip and a 281 era that's a player that i don't think a rebuilding team like the orioles could really um, afford to lose you have also cole thompson who was selected in the second round by the los angeles angels of anaheim he's still just 22 years old um, and he he'd been left for dead i'll describe it in single a for three years now he's a you know more than more than a caper inning guy and he has a changeup that that scouts really think could be special so there's another player I think the Orioles probably could have been more um, thoughtful with, I mean, just in terms of his development and also the the Rule 5 draft in particular. Then you've got um, David Peterson, another AA Bowie lifer. He's He spent three full seasons there. Um, that was an easy pick for the Giants to make. I think he's as ready as he's going to be, with the exception that he's still working on what scouts are calling, you know, a hard-biting curve. So there's some control issues there that he's still working through. Uh, overall when i when i glanced at the at the pitching side of the Orioles 40 man roster you've got four guys at the bottom of the 40 man that that throw um, and starting with jeffrey wallace i mean he's a 55 55 40 guy per osa as a relief pitcher i just i don't think there's any reason to protect a player like that um juan romero he's a 55 50 55 starting pitcher per osa and he was protected despite being 28 and having almost no upside as an MLB pro player. Um, Wallace David, he's another, you know, maybe starting pitcher, relief pitcher, 55, 55, 50 guy per OSA. And he was protected despite being basically a, you know, quad A guy in all likelihood at this point. And then you've got lefty specialist, Andrew Wilson on the Orioles roster proper. And I mean, he's had a little bit of success in Baltimore, but, I think I think he was more than likely expendable as well. So the Orioles, you know, they lost nine players. I saw at least you know six that I probably would have considered. Um, they, all of the losses probably aren't that big. Um, those four I noted were probably the biggest, and the other five are probably more gambles for the teams that took them. Flipping over to Miami, um, the Marlins lost four players in the Rule Five Draft, and I know um, GM Ryan um, lamented the fact that he he missed two guys. They were on the WDL rosters, and that sucks. Um, they had a they had a full 40-man roster, too. Um, but could they have also had better bats to leave exposed? So they have a 26-year-old AAA utility man in DW Price that, you know, he, he does play second-base shortstop and third-base defensively very well, but he's really never going to hit enough to matter. I don't think that's a player that needed to be on the 40-man roster. You've got backup AAA catcher Max Baker. Um, He's 24 years old, and he's disappointed in his short stint in Miami when he was up. You know, he's 24, so I guess if he's your backup catcher, maybe you keep him around for his defensive capabilities. But that being said, Miami already has a 31-year-old backup catcher in Mark Harrison on the 40-man roster. Um, He hits a little more than Baker, despite being, you know, slightly worse offensively. But I just don't think that you can protect both those guys. That looks like a misstep to me. Um, you've got Tony Cooper, who's a 23rd, or sorry, 27-year-old third baseman. He's been sitting in AAA for two years, and I can't imagine he's more than a, you know, in case of emergency, break glass type of asset. And, you know, he spent three years prior to that stagnating in AA, and I think he's a guy where his story's already been written, and there's there's really no upside there. Um, Hayden Price, who's considered a team leader he's um he's a 55 50 60 guy per osa on the pitching side of things he spent three years throwing about i don't know 500 innings i'm just eyeballing this at AAA, you know and at 25 years old he doesn't really impress he's he's a 6k per nine guy plenty of walks really big whips and is really nothing special there either um you've got ed petty was protected as well and you know we can sing the same song for petty that we just did with hayden price except for he's a uh, you know year younger and far more terrible at pretty much everything you know he's got zero shot at making an impact in miami ever and i don't feel like that's a bold statement at all um juan canales is a, another arm on the 40-man roster with zero upside he's a 55 50 50 guy um with scouts you know believing that maybe there's some mechanical flaw that will allow for a little bit better repetition in his delivery and thus better command. But unfortunately, after three seasons of hovering back and forth between double A and triple A, the Marlins probably already know what they've got there. That's not the type of player that you needed to protect either, really. Um, So when we look at the guys they lost, um, you know, you could make a case for there being no real big loss on Ryan Vallade. there was no reason to want to lose um, second baseman, Dominic Jacobs, who's MLB pro ready and ditto for Nick Prado, who's, you know, also ready to have a shot at the big leagues. So, um, I think, I think Miami could have definitely saved a couple of those players. I don't know which two that um, Ryan was speaking about that he, that he lost that were over in the WDL, but um, that's, that's the take on Miami. Now the Rays, um, the rays coming into the draft they had they had one open spot and um when i think about that organization i mean they're deep right i think we talked about them having 30 plus players that were in the top 500 prospect le- list they were gonna they're gonna be bound to lose some prospects and you know ultimately with a system that deep you either need to be okay with that or you need to work to consolidate it in the offseason ahead of the real five draft the rays just chose to be okay with it so they lost four players And despite calling Max Flora a quadruple-A player, which was good for a laugh (laughs) among some of us GMs, um, I don't believe they lost anyone else they couldn't live without. What's funny to me, though, is that every GM I talked with who was considering taking Flora much preferred him over Nick Prado. And Prado is the guy the Rays spent their Open 40-man slot on. So they drafted Prado from the Miami, Miami organization. Now, what we do know is that the Rays love defense. And even at first base, probably to a fault. And Prado is a gold glove caliber player at that position. I just don't think there's any reason that you need to state that Max Flora is, is a quadruple A player when he's never really had a shot. I think the ratings still look good there. And um, he's definitely a player that teams at the top were, were interested in taking. So then you've got um, the A's swiping in to take Jesus Orozco, um, who's a catcher. I think he was the fourth pick overall. He's pretty average, both offensively and defensively at the position. Um, the Rays already have three catchers on the 40-man roster, and I don't think you can really argue with the three they're protecting, nor make a case for protecting a fourth in their position. William Contreras is definitely the better better hitting version of Roscoe, and he's still just 23. Then you've got Devin Masaraco. Who's 33 and both a team captain and provides leadership in the clubhouse, along with a cannon behind the plate. So you don't really want to take him off the 40-man. I mean, he just makes the pitching staff better. It would be hard to part with Mesoraco. That left uh, 25-year-old Bob Heller as the other catcher who was uh, protected. Now, I probably would have cast Heller off the roster and protected Roscoe. Um, I mean, I, I'd have protected Flora first, to be to be honest, but. If it was four catchers and one had to go, it would have been Heller for me. I think um, there's probably more upside to Roscoe personally. He's 23. He's got more power and probably a legit shot at being part of an MLB pro catching tandem. So that's my take there. Um, Finally, the Rays lost Josh Gray. Um, Josh Gray is a speed and defense guy. The Tigers actually selected him last year in the Rule 5 draft and sent him back shortly thereafter. The White Sox are taking a shot on him this year. Other than being a terrific defensive replacement and a pinch runner, I don't think there's enough upside in gray for the Rays to really, you know, lament losing him and leaving him off the 40-man roster again this year. That finishes up on the Rays. Um, You've got the Cardinals, who also lost three players. So um, some of the players are are intriguing, even if, you know, they're not players that I think are necessarily going to stick where they went. Um, You had Juan Valentin, who's a catcher, who went to the Dodgers. I don't see him being much of a hit to the Cardinals plans. I mean, they've already got four catchers on the 40-man roster, all between the ages of 24 and 26. They're all equally as talented as Valentine, if not you know, more talented than Valentine. So having lost him to the Dodgers, I don't think they're sweating that one. Um, Aiden mm-hmm. might be sweating the other two a little bit. Um, I don't know. Pete Beard went to the Angels. He's a center fielder. Um, he's a guy I can see helping a major league team this year. He's going to be excellent defensively, and whatever his bad is, it is at this point. He's fully developed. I think part of the draw on Beard is that he's considered a high-energy guy and the type of player that can you know, get a team going for 162 games across a full season. He's a bench guy, but you know he's going to do what it takes to help the team out, and he's really never going to get out work. He's a high-energy guy. So that's probably what was attractive to the Angels there. Um, the Cardinals also lost second baseman Mason Mack to the Giants. He's a low contact, high OBP type of player. His defense is, I don't know, I guess I'd describe it as just fine. He's he's okay. Um if you're the Giants and you're basically, you know, hoping he finds some way to improve at this point, otherwise he's not really going to have that much of a chance to stick. Um he's also had the, you know, lazy label applied to him when he was with the Cardinals, but maybe the change of change of scenery helps. Um I'm just skeptical that he's really going to be an MLB pro player at any point. The Cardinals, you know, had a pretty stacked 40-man roster in terms of hitters, so I don't think there's anyone you're really going to argue and, you know, argue to peel off that um, that roster to save one of those two hitters between Beard and Mac. The only player from the pitching side um, of the 40-man that I've considered not protecting is probably Stephen Gingray. Gingray's a fun presence in the clubhouse and you know a control specialist, especially if he can continue um, working on the changeup and maxing that thing out, but. He's likely not much more than a low-end bullpen piece in his current incarnation um, down in Memphis, but he's still only 24, so um, I'm sure they're just hoping he gets a little bit better. Now the Giants, like I talked about, um, they are the team that selected the most players, so I'm going to end this recap talking about those 10, um, specifically the ones I think that have a shot to make it past this year. So here are the 10 players the Giants took. They took a catcher, uh, Jerry Kane. They took another catcher in Juan Sanchez. They took a first baseman in Eric Cooper. They took second baseman Mason Mack, who we just mentioned coming over from the Cardinals. They took Ryan Valade as a third baseman. They took Bernie Williams, the second, a left fielder. Hideki Hayashi, a right fielder, who we talked about when we went through the Orioles recap. And then they had three pitchers that they selected. So they took Cam Martin. Um, He's a 65-40, 65 guy with stuff moving in control. Although I've seen no real major homer problems. I mean, he gives up some homers, but I wouldn't describe it as drastic. I don't think I saw him post a rate over 1.0 in his last few seasons. So I don't know, he's got a shot. Um, They also took Ty Griffin and David Peterson, who's a 65, 55, 60 guy um, as a starting pitcher. He's already basically 26, so. There's not a lot of development room with him there. He might just be a guy to kind of fill in for now. So looking at these 10, I think there's two that have a really good chance to stick at the major league level. Um, more than likely, all these guys will stick um, in the Giants organization. There's going to be really no reason for them to to dump these guys back to their former teams um, during this season. So he'll have a shot to move them back down to some minor league teams next year. but Juan Sanchez, who was one of the two catchers that was taken, um, I think he's at least a decent backup catcher. He's got a really great knack for drawing walks, and he's above average defensively. He's also got great leadership qualities. So I think that's that's the type of guy the Giants could use on the roster and probably even keep him on the major League roster throughout 2023. And then we've got um, the aforementioned Hideki Hayashi, who came over from Baltimore. I think there's no doubt this guy's going to stick probably even at the major League level next year for the giants i'm really curious to see what he does with the playing time he gets this year um the other players i'm not i'm not so certain that these guys are going to stick on the major league roster past this year um like i said mac valade um and even hooper and bernie williams is second i just i just don't see those guys as having enough they'll probably get slotted somewhere in the minor league system next year um the starting pitchers cam martin could stick david peterson could stick I mean, Peterson has no reason really to go down. There's, there's nothing left really to develop there at age 26. So that's what I'm seeing with the Giants. Um, had I had more time, I probably would have dug into those picks the Yankees made. Um, the Yankees had a very barren farm system. I think they have three prospects total in the top 500. <laughs> Don't quote me on that, but I think it's pretty close to that. Um, so I have no doubt that they were reaching in for some talent. Overall, I think it was a, was a really fun, uh, real five draft. I think the teams at the top were excited about the players they got and the teams that went deep. I think we're having fun making those picks. I know, uh, I know Jabs previously held that record. I think it was nine. So I believe that means Heinz is now the record holder, but I'll leave the official tally for the league office. Anyhow, just wanted to get something out there and, um, let you guys know what I saw in terms of 40-man roster decisions and what could have maybe saved some of these teams that lost a lot of players. Anyhow, we'll talk again soon. I'm out.